This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. Their happy gummies and their calm gummies cured my dating anxiety, and I am so grateful. You should try them. You need to try them. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself. Head to MindsetWellness.com, fill up your cart with those happy gummies to take before a date and the calm gummies to take after a date, and use code Seeing Other People at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Hi, I'm Anonymous, and I'm here to talk about some stories that have happened in my dating life. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. This is an episode I'm really excited for because I feel like a lot of times the unfiltered episodes are very topic focused, which is amazing. And those are all so important. But sometimes it's great to just hear 
about things that have happened, like real things that have happened to real people. So um, I know we have three stories to talk about today. So let's get into the first one. Yeah. So basically these stories, um, there might be like some learning lessons that you can get out of them, but some of them might just be for pure entertainment. So this might be just one of those where you can just sit back and relax and um, just hear the stuff that's happened to me over the past few years. Um, So this first story happened, I would say like about like a year and a half ago. Um, I was on Hinge uh, and it had been like, you know, hadn't been seeing anyone for a while. So I was like, okay, like, let's just, you know, let's, let's get back on the horse. Like, let's get back on the dating apps and see what's out there. And, um, I was just, you know, sending likes matched with this guy. He was cute. He was my type. Everything was kind of like aligning. He asked for my number. Um, so gave him my number all, you know, everything's checking out really well. Saw the area code, uh, of, like his phone. And I was like, Oh, you're from the same city as me. That's like, that's so weird. Like, you know, when did you graduate high school? And he was like, Oh, like, I had no idea that like, we're from the same place. Like I graduated high school, like, uh, this year, like, when did you graduate? I'm like, Oh my God, you literally graduated at the same time. Like, where did you go to high school? And we basically realized that we had all, we went to two rival high schools, but we had all of these mutual friends like in common. And he was like, yeah, I even dated people that was like on the same dance team as you like, and all this stuff. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, that's crazy. It's so weird that I've never heard of you, but um, I'm like really glad that I'm meeting you now in my adult life. And I was just really excited. This was kind of during the height or this was 2021. So the pandemic was kind of winding down, um, but it was still very much in full swing. And I hadn't really um, been on a lot of dates like yet uh, during the pandemic. And so I was just really excited to go like on a date and get back out there. And also like, I felt more comfortable with this person because this was somebody that had a lot of mutual connections with me. Yeah, that definitely adds a level of comfort. And I I feel like that was always what I wanted. Like I wanted to find somebody like randomly who we had all, we knew all these people. Like that's something I always looked for because it's just, it reminds you of home and makes you feel safe. Absolutely. And so the thing here, if we are going to get a learning lesson out of this, um, don't try to be, you know, cause I was going into it being like, I don't want to ask anybody anything about this guy. I'm going to go into this just, you know, like blank slate. Yeah. Don't do that. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm scared. Don't do that. So we went, it was like a Monday night and we went to uh, the bar district in my city and, uh, this bar, this, this particular bar had this huge Jenga game. And that's why we wanted to go there. Uh, the Jenga game was closed down for COVID, but anyways, <laughs> so we just, we started talking and we hit it off immediately. We had all these things in common. We had all these activities in common. Just one of those first dates where it's like, I think I met someone, you know? And so we were, uh, oh my gosh, I think we got there at like seven and then we like left, we were leaving the bar district at like 1 a.m. And it's a ghost town. There's literally nobody there. Um, it's just us. And I Ubered there. Um, and while he was leaving, uh, he like drove there. And he was just like, oh, like I, I can drive you back home. And I, and I was just like, no, it's okay. Like I, I Ubered here. I'm not too far from here. It, it wouldn't be that 
you know, inconvenient for me. And he was like, no, 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 it's okay. Like, I, I'm good to drive. Like, you know, we're all good to go. And I, I was just like, oh, are you sure? He's like, yeah, like I have to drive back to my parents' house anyways. Now, let me pause like before I get into the rest of this. Um, he asked me on the first date, you know, kind of about like my dating history. And then I asked him about him and he told me, oh, I had just gotten out of a relationship about six months ago. I was living with her, just didn't work out. Um, and then he was like, I moved into this other apartment, uh, and then that flooded. So now I'm living with my parents, uh, right now. And it made sense because we were both from that city and I was just like, oh, okay, cool. And so anyways, back to this night, wonderful night, great time. Um, he was like, no, I can, I can take you back. Like it's all good. I was just like, oh, okay, sure. So get in the car and we start driving back and, you know, he's driving just fine. Like, you know, and it's, I'm only about like a 10 minute drive, like from this bar district. And all of a sudden, like we're driving down (laughs) and I just hear sirens and we just keep driving. So we're like, Oh, that's like not for us. Oh my God. (laughs) Your face, Alana. Oh my God. (laughs) And I am just like, Oh, that, that, that's not for us. And, but then it keeps going. And I'm like, holy shit, this is for us. And um, he pulls the car over and the cops pull us over and cop, cop two cops come out of the car and one comes to like my side door and then the other goes to his side door and they like make us roll down the windows and they're like, hey, um, have, like, how are you guys doing tonight? Uh, sir, have you been drinking? And he was like, yes, I have. Um, and the cop was like, do you submit to a breathalyzer? And he goes, absolutely the fuck not. I don't. (laughs) Oh my God. And I am freaking out. This is a first date. This is a first date. I am in the car with somebody that I kind of know, but don't know very well. And I, it's one o'clock in the morning on a Monday. He said, absolutely the fuck not. He said, absolutely the fuck not. That will be forever. Oh my God. (laughs) That's forever seared into my brain. And I am just sitting there like, holy shit. And so they start, of course, becoming aggressive. And they're like, sir, please get out of the car. And so he hops out of the car. And, um, but apparently after learning about this, like, if you have been drinking, it is better sometimes to not submit to the breathalyzer and go get the blood test because, like, maybe it will not metabolize out of your system. Moral of the story, like, he was not, I will, and I will defend him on this, like, he was not, like, drunk. I, I like, I'm, like, sure that the cops just followed us from the bar district because it was dead. And, like, that would made the most sense. And I would have never climbed into the car with him if I felt like unsafe. Um, Clearly it's still, so I should have gotten an Uber home, but anyways, so he gets out of the car and they start just doing like sobriety tests after sobriety tests on him. You know, he's like, and he would just, he would literally do one and then he would start cheering. He would literally be like, Whoa, like, yes. And I was like, Oh my God. And I am just sitting there and I am like, my head is in my hands and I am like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then the cop looks at me and he was like, how do you know this guy? And I was like, this is the first date. And he was like, <laughs> and I'm just like on the near thing of tears. I'm like, this is a first date. And this cop is like, oh, some first date, huh? And 
<laughs> and I was just traumatized, like sitting there. And so I then asked the cop, I was just like, okay, like shoot me straight here. It looks like, it looks like homeboy is doing pretty good. Cause he's passing every single sobriety test we have. Like what, like, are y'all going to take him in? And then the cop was like, oh, he's for sure going to jail tonight. Like, 100% sure, for sure going to jail. Oh, my God. Okay, so you can say a lot of things about me. You can, I need to work on being patient. I'm pretty stubborn. Um, There's some things that I can work on, but one thing you can't say about me is I am a writer, and I am not going to leave you. I am loyal, and I will never leave you. And the minute the cop said that, I looked at him, and I was like, because the cop said, oh, he's definitely going to jail tonight. And on that note, you need to find a ride home. And I said, I'm not leaving him. <laughs> wow. You are a saint. I don't know what was in me. I guess the date was just so good that I was like, I'm not going to leave him. I was like, I, I'm not I'm not leaving him at all. Like, I don't know what you guys are going to do. Like, this is, you know, I, I don't want to just like leave him here with you guys. And then and you're the- like, if you want a chance at this thing working, you're like, I got to support my first date, right. man. Yeah, <laughs> oh I was just God. like, I got to give it my all. And the cop was like, ma'am, you haven't really pissed me off yet tonight. But if you continue down this road, you will. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm just sitting there. It's like two o'clock in the morning at this point, and I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna, you know what? I have like really used my privilege up to this point, which was very eye-opening for me. And I, I know that that's very serious. So I, but it was very eye-opening to me because I was like, wow, like let's like reflect on this. Like, anyways. And so yeah. I was just like, I'm towing the line. I, I should probably go. And so I called an Uber. And well, actually, I think I did have one more sassy remark. I think I asked the cop, well, are you going to take me? <laughs> I don't know what was in me like that just was like, oh, you know. A drink or two or three is what. Yeah, probably. And so I, so the video was just like, you need to get an Uber back. And I was like, okay. So got an Uber back. The next morning, I'm like calling all of my friends. I, I was texting this guy being like, literally call me, text me the second that you can, like, please let me know what I can do. Like, I am so sorry that this is happening to you. I feel so bad because I was just like, if he had gone home and maybe went a different direction, like this would have never happened. Like, I feel so terrible. And so I'm in my like house next morning. I'm like working and call my friends because it's like literally during the work week. And I also am just like, oh my gosh, y'all, like he hasn't texted me yet. Like he's ghosting me. And my friends were like, girl, He's in jail, probably in jail. Like, and that's one of those. And I remember I had therapy that day and I said that to my therapist and she was like, we really need to talk about like, we really got to talk about this because this isn't normal. Like, this is like your trauma speaking. There's He's in jail, girl. Like, he's in jail. And so about an hour in, um, or like uh, maybe like around that afternoon, I got a uh, text message from this guy and I don't know if I can pull it up, but basically he was just like, hi, my name is blank. Like I got your number through a friend. And I I also had to call this friend afterwards. This is like one of my best friends from growing up. And he was like, I, you know, DM'd your friend on Instagram and got your number. I heard you were on a date with so-and-so last night. And just to let you know, he is in jail right now for DWI. Um, friends and family are concerned and we just want to make sure that like you're okay and we just want to know what happened (laughs) wow 
Yeah. And so I am just like, oh my gosh. And so I tell the whole story. And then I I was like, also y'all, he's not ghosting me. And my friends were like, yeah, yeah. No shit. (laughs) No shit. He's in jail. And so then I, you know, I told them and, you know, honestly, um, whenever they like did, he eventually, I guess like whenever he went to jail, like he did like the blood test and like, he was right on the cusp of like clean. Like that's how, like it, it literally was one of those things where he was like very much on the edge, like good enough to drive or not. Like he really was not like in a place where he couldn't drive. It was just very, it was yeah. very iffy, I guess. And so mm-hmm. anyways, um, I also followed, like, I also followed up the text message with being like, (laughs) with being like, for what it's worth, if you can let him know that I had a really good time besides the cop incident. (laughs) You're like still trying to make this happen. We have come a long way since then. We have come a long way since then. But at this time period in my life, I was like, you know what? We're just going to really make it work. And then I got around like 8 p.m 9 p.m that night I got a text message that I never thought I would get which said hey sorry just seeing this I just got out of jail <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> it's like so, sorry just woke up from a nap sorry just got out of jail yeah sorry I just got out of jail um and he was like I honestly feel terrible about this and he was like he was just like literally when I was in jail I just kept thinking of like you and like thinking about how I put you in such a terrible position like all I could think about was like you and how I could have screwed this up with you and like you know he was just like I was literally and my friends were like oh he was thinking about you in jail and I was like let's not forget the jail part <laughs> no, now you're now you're the one saying yeah, and being yeah, mature about this. Thing, like, let's take a step back <laughs> let's not oh forget about God. the jail part and so he was like, can I make it up to you? Like, I really want to see you. And I like really want to like make this up to you. I obviously feel terrible about this. And I was like, yeah, um, I, I would love to. I mean, honestly, like I had, I feel terrible about the whole thing too, because I'm wondering if this would happen if you like weren't going to take me home. If I had just insisted on the Uber, like maybe this would have never happened to you. And so uh, <laughs> before I get into the rest of the story, do you have any initial reactions well okay two things one obviously just goes without saying like all jokes aside like yeah you guys just everybody be safe seriously yeah. like ubers are there for a reason lift yes. taxi like call a friend call a parent like whatever it is like obviously we just have to put that out there um what happened because you mentioned that like a lot of people you knew knew him but you didn't you wanted to go in like blank slate so you didn't ask any of them mm-hmm. I, I assume that's where you're going you guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic. And when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor. And she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm 
no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. You purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code Seeing Other People. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code Seeing Other People. That's Nutrafol.com promo code Seeing Other People. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure 
pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across. And I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Yes. So okay. that that was the thing. And like, I, I just really wanted to go in blank slate just because, you know, the rumor mill, I just didn't want to like get that going. And yeah, like, uh, yeah, seriously, like all like, this is like a funny story, but all jokes aside, this really could have ended really bad for me. Yeah. And so, and for him too. And so it just, at the end of the day, like just get the Uber every time, yeah. just, just do that all joking aside. But back to this. So, back to joking. Back to this. Um, but like, so he, so, you know, we spend like the next like week, two weeks going on a couple dates, like um, him coming over, like watching movies and, you know, us like going to play like pickleball and stuff. And he was supposed to meet some of my friends and about, I would say like maybe two weeks after like this incident, um, he came over to my house one night and like, I, basically wouldn't hook up with him because I just you know I kind of still had this off feeling also I just something something about like I was still trying to like get used to all this and you know he like he came whenever he first uh a a couple like our second or third date I saw he was like wearing a bracelet and I was like oh what's that and he was like oh yeah so it's like a sobriety bracelet every time so that you know every time if I like want to drink I can like look down on it and I'm like okay like that's really cool like I'm like super supportive of that of that I know my parents and they're going to ask like what that is and how could I like how could I actually you know tell them and like have like be like oh yeah on our first date like this happened but I was just like okay but I don't want to be like judgmental and stuff you know like I'm still agreeing to see this guy like and I'm still agreeing to like go through with this so I was still like just like getting warmed up to the idea but I kind of felt like something was still off (laughs) besides besides all that I just kind of felt like okay he's trying really hard and it's going past like trying hard to like make up for the incident it it just seems like he's just kind of pushy like not like being pushy like basically just like trying too hard to win me over and kind of after like I I didn't agree to hook up with him he completely ghosted me and hard ghost and so that's whenever I reached out to one of my friends and I was like hey so this is what happened and I kind of gave her like a little bit of a preview for the story and she was like girl what the fuck um let's get drinks and talk because I have stuff to fill you in on and um so we went and we got dinner and drinks and she was like yeah so this guy is like a really like he's a wonderful friend she was just like he's the best friend that like you could probably have um but when it comes to dating he's just kind of a mess uh and she was just like so like what did he tell you and I was just like well he told me that he got out of a relationship six months ago and that you know now he's um and now like you know he like moved into another apartment and like now he's living with his parents and she was like yeah that's all a lie um it's all a complete lie yeah uh he she was like he him and his girlfriend broke up on new year's eve because she caught him cheating on her at their place and she went incredibly viral on tiktok from posting about it 
Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sure I and, saw it. Yeah. And then, um, and you know, there is no like moved into another apartment. She kicked him out and now she's like living with her parent, with his parents. So he's just kind of like, and now this happened to him. So like, obviously he's clearly not really in a healthy place, place. to start like a relationship with anyone. And I was like, okay, I feel a lot better about my decision. Um, lots of learning lessons from this story. And, and that's and that's the story. So, okay, here's my question because this has come up a lot lately. I have there is a bunch of Facebook groups called "Are We Dating the Same Guy?" And yes. there's like "Are We Dating the Same Guy in New York City?" "Are We Dating the Same Guy in LA?" Like all for all different cities. And there, the New York City one, there's like twenty nine thousand girls in it. And so this is like kind of brought up into conversation a few times lately with my friends and like Jake and I, where it's like, do you want to get like? put something like that out there and like ask and like get these reference checks or do you want to give somebody a clean slate? Because like, let's say like somebody, let's say there was an, are we dating the same girl, New York city group, mm-hmm. and somebody put me in it. There are plenty of guys that I've dated who probably will not have nice things to say about me. Yeah. And if they commented that, then other people would see it and be like, Oh, well, Alana's undateable. Alana's covered in red flags. And like, that's what I see happen all the time in this group. And so it's like, it really makes me wonder like, how much and I I totally agree like of course like in this case yes like you would have wanted to know that and like you did have like friends who could have given you that information but it's just like I I don't know where I stand on the side of like doing these background checky things and and asking our mutual friends about things you know no and I think that's like a really good point so I mean and I will also say like you know I, I do like because like this guy and I like run in like similar circles, he seems to have really straightened out his life now. Like he's in a healthy relationship now. Like good for him. Seems like things have like really straightened out for him. Um, so people can change and grow and stuff. And this was that's probably a, exact, a really that's low the point, point in his life. Yeah. Um, great story for me, and I will never forget that first date ever. Um, but like I, I know where I know what you mean. I think that with those like Facebook pages, I feel like. I personally feel like that you should really only post stuff on there where it's like just irrefutable. Like this is bad. Like this guy is abusive. He hit me. Here's his arrest records. Like, you know, all this kind of stuff. They, you know, conned me out of money where it is just like irrefutable, like black and white bad. Um, I, because I, I'm also on some of those pages in my city as well. And, uh, sometimes I don't agree with the stuff that people post on there. And then other times I'm like, oh, I think that that was really helpful. Like, you know, if those, if what you're saying is true, I think that, you know, girls should know because this guy is scary. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how, yeah, I, I agree with like what you're saying with that too. Um, or if people are like, I'm in a relationship with this person. I've been with them for like three months. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's how it started. That's what it was really for. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think I guess a good thing to ask yourself is like, are you asking a question or like, are you posting something or commenting something because you're like bitter and you hate this person and like, right. or because they actually did something wrong and you want to protect other people? Right. And so, and that actually kind of feeds into my like next story, like really well, actually. Um, but Guys, that, I, didn't, I didn't even know what the next story is. Right. But it it, it feeds like so well into the next story. Um, but I do think that there is a difference between asking friends. I think I could have maybe asked some of my friends from high school because it's not like getting posted eternally on the internet. Um, and it's people that know him. And if I had known that information, 
uh, I would have never gone on a date with him in the first place. I would have been like, oh, it seems like this guy has stuff to figure out. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I, I think you have to like be, be like, am I posting this because I'm trying to be vengeful or am I posting this? Cause it would truly help somebody because this person is like a danger to others or yeah, like I'm exactly. in a full fledged relationship with this person and I think they're cheating. Then yes. I, yeah. So yeah. And that, that's uh, a whole other topic that we could talk about. Cause I have a lot of, I need an episode on this group cause it's so fascinating. Right. But, all right. right. Let's, but let's this get is into perfect one into my next uh, story actually. So this story kind of goes back before um, this past one happened. This one goes back about four years ago. Um, so at this time I was actually working at Disney. I did the Disney college program internship um, which was super fun. Uh, and, uh, if anyone's ever done that, um, I worked in, I know a few people who did actually. Yeah. It's, it's a fun time. I worked in the one in Florida. So I was out there in Florida and, um, during this time period, you know, I was in college, just, uh, I had just gotten out of a relationship recently. So I was like, okay, like, let's go to Florida. And like, you know, we're going to just like have a, like, we're going to have a fun time. We're gonna make new friends. And if we go on some dates, cool. But like, you know, I, I don't know if I want to move to Orlando or if I want to move back to my home city or where I want to move next, but we're just, we're going to go and go on an adventure. And so while I was out there, um, I met a guy, uh, at a bar in downtown Orlando. And it turned out that he was like around my age. He was maybe a year or two older than me and he worked for Disney, but he didn't work. Uh, he was in the college program, but he had like just graduated from college. And so, Anyways, we hit it off really well, and uh, we went on our, like, first date was, you know, to Magic Kingdom, which I don't know if anyone here has ever been on first dates or any dates to Disney World or Disneyland. It is, I would highly recommend it because you just can't have a bad time. Even if the person is a total dud, you will still have fun. <laughs> so, um, and that that was, like, definitely just, like, some great highlights from the program was, you know, going to like Disney uh, for free and just running around the parks with friends. But like also the dates I went on, a lot of times we went to the parks and they were truly amazing. And I would say that my first date with this guy was like the cherry on top best date. First date I got went on while I was in the program. You know, we started at, at I think Magic Kingdom and we were there until the fireworks happened and we just hit it. We had so many things in common. Like our humor was exactly the same. Um, you know, he was like working part-time at Disney to like and applying to get his master's. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this guy like really has it together. Like this is awesome. And so we started seeing each other for a couple weeks and he was just like, oh, like, you know, I, I want to be exclusive with you. You know, like, I really, I really like you. I really like what we're, we have going on here. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, thanks. Like, I really like what's going on here too. Like he's and, communicating. Uh, he's asking I, me to be exclusive. This is incredible. Yes. And at the time I was like, oh, like, this is why we date older guys because like, they're so communicative and this is great. Like over these college idiots that like can't speak well at all and communicate. I'm so happy. And so about three weeks in, I went on a trip to Miami. Uh, and some of my friends from college came and, um, on that trip, he just became, he didn't come with us, but he became really weird and he became really like 
possessive and, and very accusatory, just being like, oh, well, well, like, what guy are you hooking up with tonight? And I was just like, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> and that was uh, like super different behavior from when like you were with him in Orlando. Super different. Very okay. different. And I was like, I don't know where you're getting that from. And he was just like, oh my gosh, it's just a joke. Like, of course, you know, just downgrading it. Like, oh my gosh, it's just a joke. Like, I'm scared it. to find out that he was like projecting, but yeah. continue. <laughs> and I, he was projecting something. I don't know. And so I, I was, he was just getting like scary, like possessive about it. And then he was just like, cause there were like a few guys that came on the trip with us, but like, you know, it wasn't like that, like at all. And so, you know, I come back from Miami and I'm working again at Disney and, you know, I'm asking him to hang out and he's like, oh, like I, uh, like I can't tonight. Like I, I'm too tired. And, and I'm just like, you've been too tired a lot recently. Am I just not getting the hint here? Like, you know, right. this isn't like, I want to like hang out with you and spend time with you. And I don't really feel like you're making any time for me. And he was just like, that's the most inconsiderate. He was like, that is the most inconsiderate thing I've ever heard in my life. Like you have no respect for like my time or like my energy, and I was like, okay, <laughs> um, this is such a 180 flip. Uh, and at the time, like I was just, I was really young. I was like 21 and I was, which is not like for me in my dating history at that point, like that was like really young for me. I just didn't have that much experience. And so I was like, okay, well, like, you know, let's, I, I just, I want to try to hang out with you, etc. Then a few weeks later, he like, uh, my, so I, I like came home from work and some of my friends had the day off and they were, and they, I get this frantic call from one of my friends and they were like, uh, Hey, the dude you're seeing, he's deaf. <laughs> this is about to be like the nerdiest Disney shit you've ever heard. But he, she, they were like, <laughs> they were like the dude you're seeing. Yeah. He's in line for big thunder at MK, right. at magic kingdom right now with some girl. And they're definitely like hugging and all on each other. And I was like, Oh no way. I was just like, awesome. Good stuff. I am. I was like, great. And so I texted him and I was just like, don't know what's going on right now, but you've been spotted. And I know that like, you're seeing somebody else. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I was just like, and then I immediately get a call from him and my friends are like sitting there and they're watching all of this happen because, and like, they're also texting all this happen. Cause apparently like my friend. Also, oh, they're like, watching like him call you. Yeah. They're seeing. Oh and, my they're, God. Like, and, my friend, and my friend was like, girl, he just pushed the girl away from him. Like physically pushed her away. Holy shit. <laughs> like physically pushes the girl away from him and starts calling me. And he was like, this is insane. Like, why are you following me? And I was just like, no, like, don't pull that on me. What, what is wrong with you? And then he was like, this is my friend. Like she just got broken up with. And like, I'm here to like comfort her. Like she's been one of my, I've known her, I've known her for like longer than you. Like if something would have happened, it would have already happened. And then of course you had to throw in there like, Oh, like anyways, like, uh, like, Oh, you know, like she, she definitely wants something with me, but I don't want something with her. And I'm just like, this is so narcissistic. And, uh, yeah. And so stuff like that, basically, like, I, I forgot really how it ended because it was like four years ago, but, um, before I like left, he like, you know, I was just like, this is clearly not working. Like you're not really spending time with me. I remember trying to end it with him and he like, wouldn't let me. 
And these are, I don't know if you've noticed, but these are all the signs of like in a controlling abusive relationship. (laughs) And um, yeah. And so, and it just was, it, it just was like, just so like it, like whenever I say it now, it's very clear, but in the moment, it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like that that's like what's happening to you because then they're doing all this other stuff, like asking about your day and like calling you and like being normal. And then they're wilding out over here with like some other girl in line at Big Thunder Mountain at Magic Kingdom. And then they make you feel like you're crazy. So (laughs) raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment, and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. (laughs) It really is so crazy because I've been in obviously not the exact same situation, but I've been in similar situations where it's like there are such clear problems and like red flags and signs that it's like so unhealthy. But then the tiniest little thing, the second they turn something around and like give you an inch, it's like in our heads, we take a mile. And in our heads, we're like, oh, but like they do care. Like, oh, they really are sorry. Like, oh, they do treat us like the way we're supposed to be treated. And it's such a problem because like we want it to work out so badly that we're so afraid to admit to ourselves like, okay, I deserve more or like, okay, this isn't my person. And I feel like especially when we're starting out in dating, like it's so hard to realize, like, especially if you're younger, like what your worth is and like who you are and what 
you don't want to put up with. Like I put up and like allowed so much shit to happen. I allowed people to treat me so poorly. And the fact that I did that, it's like partially I didn't know any better. And partially I didn't know, like, I guess I just assumed like, okay, well, this is, there are ups and downs, but it's like, it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be, you know, and and it shouldn't be like your friend texting you like, oh, now he's like screaming at the girl, pushing a girl away in line at Disney. Like, you know, it's just like, it just shouldn't be like that. I don't know if there's no. a way it should be, but I know what it shouldn't be. Shouldn't and be. It shouldn't be like that. So exactly. I'm coming back to my hometown, like, because um, it's like summer before college, like starts up again. Um, and, uh, basically like I, um, this guy like reaches back out to me. It's been like a month. Um, and you know, he's kind of like asking how I'm doing and he, he kind of like wants to start like contact again. And I was just like, you know what? Like, uh, okay. Like, you, you know, like maybe I can just be friends with this person. I don't like, we have, I have worked a lot on myself words from now because I'm never going to be friends with somebody who's like treats me like that. Um, but at the time I was like, yeah, like maybe I can just be friends with someone, this guy. And like, who knows, like maybe, maybe it'll work out well. So this ties into what we were just talking about because, so these Disney college program pages, they got Facebook pages on Facebook pages and Twitter pages on Twitter pages. Like it is that you want, there are so many freaking Facebook groups for Disney college program stuff. It's insane. And so, um, I got a text message from one of my friends who was a part of one of these large Facebook groups that I wasn't a part of. And she was like, Hey, I think you need to see this. And it was a girl who like posted in there about the guy that I was seeing. And she was like, everyone needs to be aware of this guy. He is a crazy stalker. And I was like, Holy shit. What is this? And so so basically, and like, okay, so basically what it like said on the story, because the girl was like, I am one of his ex-girlfriends. Like, this is like, you know, this is basically what happened. He came from like, he moved to Florida to follow, like him and his ex-girlfriend like b- broke up and she got into the Disney college program and he moved from his state without telling her to go work and got a job at Disney to be near her against her consent did she did not want him there and he but he he moved from like you know his state to florida to continue following her while she was in the pro- in the program and then and just dated I, all these disney college girls well yeah and then well then like and that wasn't the girl who was posting the story and then she goes and here is my story with this individual while they were like you know like while they were like he was here trying to reconnect with her he, uh, once he started, saw that like that was super unhealthy and like that was fading out. We started like connecting, talking and dating. And he, uh, and she's talked about all this psycho shit that he did to her. And then she was telling, she was saying like, yeah. And you know, he recently just moved right next door to me. And this is so crazy to me because during the time that I knew this guy, he was telling, he was in the move. And oh like God. in the process of moving next door to this girl. And I remember him telling me, he was like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea, but my ex-girlfriend lives three doors down from me. I had no idea at all though. 
Like, and I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so weird. And I was just like, she didn't live there. Like, you know, whenever y'all were dating, he was like, no, like she must've just moved there. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like blah, blah, blah. And this girl was just like, yeah, like he literally has moved three doors down for me. I'm like getting like a protection order against him now because he's absolutely insane. Um, and if anybody else has like stories about him, like there, here's like, there's countless girls coming forward and countless girls were literally coming forward and sharing all these psychotic stories that they have had with this guy. It was like at least seven. That is or eight. so horrible. Yeah. It was like at least seven or eight. Um, it was it was crazy. And I mean, he would never like cross the line to physical abuse, but it was it, it never got to there. So but it was stuff that was very close to that and stalker behavior. I mean, there's a, a million different types of like emotional abuse and all these different things. And obviously, like these choices he were, was making like were not like no. Um no. Well, that's a really good example of a Facebook group coming in handy and protecting people. It was. But wow. and it was, Yeah. And the girl, I like DM'd the girl because it seems like there might've been overlap between us. And so yeah. after talking to her and like getting our story straight, I, you know, found out that like, yeah, I mean, there wasn't really overlap between us, but he was definitely seeing multiple people. And then she was like, also... Um, the reason why he probably doesn't like, was like kind of stopped inviting you to hang out for like those few weeks after coming back from Miami was because whenever he was moving next door, he's now living with a girl. And I kind of think that they're like dating and like, here's why I think that they're dating. It turns out they were dating. So he oh moved in. God. That's, that's the kicker of all this. He moved in with another girl with girl. he was dating. While he was like still dating you and who knows how many other people. Yeah. <laughs> like. It was insane. It was truly insane. And then literally, and, then, and he and he made you feel crazy for asking to spend time with him. Yes, yes, crazy because I wanted to spend time with him. I don't know how this man had the time because it was like at least he had basically another girlfriend that he was like moving in with, like, but also was seeing me, but then also was going to Magic Kingdom with some other girl that I've never heard of. Some people don't even have time to date one person. Like I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, like, I genuinely do not know how he got the time for all this stuff. So oh my God. I, to wrap up the story, um, literally a few days later, I get a call from him and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this, I'm so scared. Should I even pick up this call? And but I was like, you know what? Let's do it for the plot. And so, <laughs> and so I, point. I, yeah, and so I was like, okay. Um, and I picked up the phone and he started talking to me and I confronted him about this. And he was like, I have a lawyer and this is all slander, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh yeah, for real, like this is slander. And he basically was like, girl, I've been thinking about you nonstop. And I like, you know, and he was just like, I really felt like what we had was special. And he was like, you know how I'm applying for master's programs. I'm applying for one in the city that you go to college in. I'm applying for the one at the college that you're in. Like what would happen if I moved there? And Mm -hmm. I was like, you did not just move. This is, I'm not going to be your third victim that you move for again. You, you psycho, like absolutely psychotic behavior. And I was just like, uh, I don't know. I'd never see you because I I wouldn't want to have anything to do with you if you moved here. And that, and that's just kind of how that ended. Wow. That is crazy. It's so interesting. Like how he felt like tried to pursue you after the fact. Yeah. And tried to like follow you after the fact. Yeah. He tried to follow me after the fact. I think he saw that he was getting cornered there in Florida. And he was like, if I move to this girl city, it's very far away. And it would be 
all maybe a clean slate for me and yeah yeah and so it was very easy to get over him because I was like oh like this dude is nuts (laughs) um and I, I, in like retrospect, I didn't waste that much time with him, you know, like it, it really wasn't that much of a waste because I still got my full Disney experience and I still had like a really great time while I was there. And it is like a good learning lesson. I try, I try to think about like, what were some of the signs of stalking that I could have seen, but there was really nothing on my end that he started to do to me until he started to like inquire about moving to the same city as me. So, yeah. So, well, I will say, I really like how you can still look back on it. And like, despite everything that happened, despite like the things you learned about him, you can still look back and be like, this was the best first date of my life. And I think that's so important because sometimes like we will have amazing, incredible, like once in a lifetime experiences with people who break our hearts or who really, really hurt us in like many different ways. But like, you still can say like, I had this incredible experience. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that kind of, that kind of ties into this last one. So I'm on a roll here. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like that I'm ending this last story on a high note. Um, this is a really positive one. Um, so this, this was one, this is one that kind of like, I guess like got me to believe that there is a person out there for me again and kind of like fate and stuff. So uh, this happened about a year ago. So in the same year as DWI guy, but 10 months later, um, that year for me dating wise was pretty like rough because it was just, or no, sorry, this happened. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. This did happen after the DWI guy. After that, after that incident, like, you know, I went on like a lot of first dates, things were just like kind of started seeing some people here and there wasn't really panning out. I what I was the one rejecting a lot of people because I was like, okay, like these, I, I wish it, it was just really hard. Cause uh, there was about like two or three guys that I was like, you know, kind of dating and seeing for about a month. And then I would get to know them better. And I was like, Oh, like this just isn't going to work out. And I was just so disappointed. Cause I was like, these guys would make awesome boyfriends. Like, why can't I like them? Like, why can I not like these people? Like they would treat me so great. And like, they are such awesome people. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, why can't I just like them? And like, and then I would go on dates with guys and we'd go on two or three dates and I would like them. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, I really like this guy. And then they would either ghost me after two or three dates, or they would just like, they would be like, Hey, I'm not feeling this. And so I was just getting really frustrated. I was like, am I missing something? Is something wrong? So this is like new year. So it's new year's Eve. And, um, Actually, this was, yeah, yeah, So this, this is New Year's Eve. And uh, in the city that I was in, like, even though, like, we were coming out of COVID, it was still, like, New Year's Eve last year was still, like, very weird. And, like, a lot of stuff was getting shut down still or, like, getting really, really heavily restricted. And so a lot of my friends, like, our plans were just, like, you know, falling through. And also New Year's, <laughs> New Year's Day is my birthday. And so New Year's Eve is always, like, a big fun thing for me. And I had just had a really rough year and like, I just wanted to have fun. And I, I didn't know what I was going to do for New Year's Eve because all of my plans kept falling through because of like the pandemic stuff. Uh, and so I had a friend of mine and uh, she basically was like, Hey, why don't we go uh, like, you know, one of my, my Nate, my next door neighbor just invited me to this beach house 
with like him and some of his friends from college, like, and his girlfriend, like his girlfriend is like, please bring like some girls. I am going to be the only girl here with like eight dudes. I'm going to lose my mind. And we're going to be here for like four days. And so I, I mean, literally all my new year's Eve plans were falling through my next door. My friend was like, let's go, let's go meet up with them. And I was just like, okay, you know what, whatever, let's do it. So we made the four hour drive. Um, literally my car almost got into like three car accidents because it was pouring rain, dark, high road planned at least like six or seven times. I was like, we are not going to make it. <laughs> um, so I remember showing up to the beach house and I like, you know, I was just very distraught because of like the drive there and stuff. But started talking to everyone, met everyone, kind of thought like, oh, like this is going to be a fun group. And then there was this guy um, and he comes up and he just starts talking to me like pretty immediately. Um, and the first night we like, you know, like he's, it's like very clear. He's like really into me. And I just, I just remember thinking to myself, I just need a cold beer and go to bed. I'm so distressed. I'm so like, I'm just so out of this right now. Like I just need to go to sleep. And so um, the next like couple days though, like I spent talking to him and this guy did not live in the state that I lived in. He was visiting from Ohio where he was currently in law school. And, um, you know, he was like around my age. He was like, maybe, yeah, we were, we were the same age and he was like in his last year of law school. And we just started talking and we had all of these like things in common and just like just started, you know, we were really like vibing on movies and like our humor was the same and he was just so nice. And like, everybody was just kind of like, Oh, like, look at them go. And like, then, you know, new year's Eve kiss, like, you know, he was on new year's Eve kiss Aww. and it was just, it was just, it was fun. Like I kind of, I didn't think that much of it, but I was like, Oh, like this is like this really nice guy. I just spent the past couple of days with him. Like his friends are really great. I'm, just like really thankful. And I, and I would have never, I almost didn't even go on this trip. Cause I was just so sad. I was like, just so sad. And like, so like depressed because I had like, just come from this terrible year. And so, yeah, I, I just, I never thought I was going to hear from them again. I thought like, okay, like this was fun. Like I had a good time, like, you know, good birthday for me. Uh, like happy 2022, whatever. Um, so then like he, he like gets my number and he, asked like started texting me that next isn't week. that funny like when you're with somebody for a few days and then at the end it's like oh by the way what's your number yeah because like, you just like, weren't yeah. texting the whole time because you didn't need to be yeah like, no, in the it's same just, like, we had yeah. literally had a new year's eve kiss and like you know all this stuff and then he's like oh by the way like two days later he's like oh hey like, can i get your number like it's just, yeah it's funny and so i was just like oh, okay yeah and so um i didn't really think anything of it and a week later he um texted me and he was like did you watch that movie I told you to watch and I was like remind me and he was like before sunrise and I don't know have you seen before sunrise before I have not premise of the movie it's about two it's it's Ethan Hawke's in it and two strangers meet on a train it's like an American and like a, a French woman I'm pretty sure and they meet on a train and they like spend an entire day together and they like fall in love. And it's like this like nineties, like epic romance trilogy basically. And so I watched the movie and I told him, I was like, Oh, like this is really good. Like this was really cool. And he was like, does it remind you of anything that <laughs> happened to you now? And I was, it was funny because like, here's this like post washed up frat guy, but like also showing this like really like 
you know, like sensitive, but like romantic side. And so we just kind of started talking and he was just like, I didn't think I'd be thinking of you this much. Like, I want you to come visit me. Like, will you come visit me? Like, I would really, I would like do anything for you to come visit me. And so MLK was coming up. I had a three-day weekend coming up. And so I was just like, and I also had flight credits and we had just gotten like, a. I still hadn't used my stimulus check yet from COVID. And so I was like, yeah, you know what? Sure. I, let's be crazy. Let's get crazy. And yeah. let's, let's go to Ohio, which okay I've never been so like you know what like let's let's do it like let's go on an adventure um uh, and let me see like what this weekend will really be about dun 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 yeah and so I just I was so scared like the whole I told him that I was going and and I like I I told him I was just like if you're serious like I have a three-day weekend coming up like I can come up like you know and he was like okay that's perfect like that works with my class schedule and then all of our friends found out and my friend was just like, are, are you, she was just like, girl, like, you know, like, just be careful. Like, you know, you don't know, like, you don't really know this guy. Like, I don't really know this guy too. And I was just like, yeah, I know, but like, we're doing it. We're doing the thing. So, <laughs> um, so I flew out there with just no expectations and it was just, I think that's key. I think that right there is key. Yes. And I felt safe. Like it wasn't one of those things. And it's just like, you know, I know people might be thinking like "Mm, your judgment is like very questionable, but (laughs) but you feel safe on. But I, after going through that DWI experience, I've become a lot more cautious of people. Also, you you clearly like had a bunch of friends who knew him, you know, it wasn't and like who invited him to spend these four days like in this house together with a group of people like there were clearly people who could like vouch for his character right and like some of the people that I like met on the beach trip I was gonna see up there because they were also currently like living in Ohio and Mm -hmm. so um yeah he went to law school at Ohio State and I so I flew into uh Columbus and um like I was just shocked like he had he got us like dinner reservations at like the nicest spot in Columbus, Ohio. Like I literally looked it up afterwards. It is the nicest restaurant that they have in Columbus. And like, he remembered everything I told him about me, like literally, like he remembered just everything that I ever told him about me, like looked up stuff. Like this is going to sound creepy, but it's not. Um, like he like looked up stuff that I had like mentioned that I was a part of and, um, just, he showed me just like this wonderful weekend and it was, just the, it was like literally something straight out of a movie. Like it was snowing and like, we were like dancing in the street at one point while it was snowing. And like, I, yeah, and it was just, it was just so nice. Cause I could tell it was the first time I could, well, it was the first time in a minute that I could tell that there was someone that I really, really liked who also really liked me back and really wanted to like get to know me and felt like that they like really connected with me. Um, which was it's- just like such a nice thing. It's really the best feeling ever, especially after going through a series of like negative experiences or just not having a positive experience at all. And and even when those don't work out, it's just like the greatest feeling in the world to know like, okay, there's hope. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, I I was just scared, I guess, to like, you know, go on this trip. I mean, I literally went in there. I've 
this was this is something that you maybe shouldn't go like with this low of expectations but i was scared up until the day that he was going to text me and be like oh yeah by the way don't come or something <laughs> or something like that like i i literally was just like okay like be prepared to like maybe just hang out at his apartment like all weekend or just you know like whatever maybe like you know just go in there with like absolute bar in hell expectations and so maybe don't be that don't don't, don't do that but like i i went in there with those expectations and I, it was Bar was in heaven and he surpassed it, like expectations. And I met yeah. a lot of his friends and like, you know, their girlfriends. And it was just, it was wonderful. And so on the flight back, it was, I literally remember I was like watching like Little Women and then I cried. It was very, very, it was, cause like that movie's like also about true love and stuff. And I was just like, oh my God. And I remember being in the airport on the phone with my mom, like waiting for my flight to like leave and I started telling her about the weekend and then my mom started crying and my mom doesn't cry very often and she just started crying because she was like I can tell that this guy is like everything that you've wanted and like everything that you've been looking for in a person and I'm just so sorry because I mean like it just is gonna be so hard like you don't live anywhere near there it was there was not even a direct flight for me to get to Columbus and so Yeah, it was just, you know, and like, I, th- like, I had no intention of ever moving to Ohio. So it, you know, after that, like trip, I, you know, obviously texted him and I was like, I just want to let you know about my weekend. Like, this was, I really like, I'm so appreciative of this. Like, it was the best weekend in the most like magical first date I think I've been on. And in my head, I was like, and I've been on to Disney on a first date. So there's that. <laughs> um, been to but, Disney and almost jail. <laughs> and almost jail on first dates before. And so, um, but yeah. And like, I mean, we had both talked about it and he was just like, I had a wonderful time with you too. Like, I think you're a wonderful person. Like, you know, I'm not really in a position to start anything with anyone right now. Um, and I told him, I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't really want to do like long distance either. Cause this isn't even just like long distance. This is like long like long hard pass like long distance um and it was kind of one of those things where he was he was going to move to like there was a very big possibility that he was going to move to my city so we just kind of decided to like remain friends and um after he passed the bar exam like you know he would he would text me every few months and like ask me how I was doing and like you know eventually this past August um or sorry like, yeah, this is like pretty recently. So my bad. So this past, uh, April, he like, let me know that he like took a job, um, somewhere else, like in Cleveland. And so he's not going to like be coming to my city, which like, you know, was sad at first for me to hear, but at the same time, like I was really happy for him and it was easy for me to like, not be like super heartbroken about, about it just because I was like, I like this logistically isn't going to work out for me. Yeah. And I'm sure I think it probably was a little bit comforting, like a bit of closure to know like, okay, like I don't need to keep like in the back of my mind, maybe waiting for him or hoping or wondering. Cause also I'm, if there's a chance that like he could have come for a job, but then wanted to move back to Ohio and like, you don't want to do that. And like, it's just, it could have been really complicated. So I, I do think like the way you went about it was really smart because I've been in situations like that. I met somebody when I went on birthright, for those who don't know, if you're Jewish, you can go to Israel for like 10 days on like an all 
expensive paid trip. Um, it's the greatest thing in the world. I met somebody on my trip who literally like that month, like had just moved to California and we decided to like try dating. Um, and like, we would like visit each other and stuff. And it was so hard. And like, we were never like exclusively dating. We were just like, like we would like, I'd fly to California and like see him for a weekend. He'd come for whatever and see me for a weekend. Like it was like that for like, like all, a year and a half, maybe we were doing that. And it was just so painful and like so complicated because it was never like, and there was no end to it. And like, we would miss each other. But like when we'd be dating other people, but I'm like, well, is he like dating other people right now or not? And like it, the way it ended up ending was he called me one day, like a year and a half, two years later and was like, I want you to know, like, I still care about you so much. You're so important to me. But like, I met somebody and I was just like, yeah. Oh, And that was like a knife in my heart, you know, I was like, but, but us, you know, so I do think like situations like that, they really just set you up for like pain. Yeah. And I mean, like the romantic in me and like, I think that, you know, I I have, you know, my grandparents like did long distance, like extreme long distance for a year, like, like a year or two before there were phones and like, you know, they wrote all these love letters to each other and like, then they got married and created this beautiful family. So not to say that I can't happen, but like, it is the pain of like, you know, it's just a lot. And it's like investing so, and it's also just depends on like what's important to you because quality time and spending time and like building memories like together is so important to me like to have in a relationship and also like this guy being in law school like and us just we had like just met and like it was just a lot like to start off a relationship like that that long distance and his life was just so up in the air of like where he wanted to be and I was like over my dead body before I moved to Ohio that's kind of that's kind of where I felt about that (laughs) yep totally relate to that. Yeah, I think. But at the same time, it's like, I'm glad that I like you went on the trip because it was amazing. And like, you gave yeah. yourself that opportunity. And like, I'm glad that I went and had those experiences because it was amazing. And, and it, was all, it was also the same thing for me. It was like, I finally felt like, oh, there is somebody out there. Yeah. And that's the thing was like, I, and I'm so, I will never regret like going to Columbus to visit him. It was a magical experience. Like, and it was a wonderful magic in Columbus, Ohio, in Columbus, Ohio. I I guess it happens, Um, but um, yeah, it was just, it was so like memorable, but yeah, it taught it. Like what I got from that is that there are guys out there that I really like who do really like me back. And like, it just had like, it had me like restore faith that I will find somebody and that there's nothing wrong with me. And, you know, like I went into it with no expectations and I, I I like encourage, you know, the point of the story is go on the first date. If you feel safe, if you feel safe, maybe do some background checking um, before you go on it. But like, if somebody, if you feel safe and like, and if somebody wants to like, you know, have you come fly to come visit them, go do it. Even if nothing comes from it, it's still like, a, like, it's still part of your dating history. And it still can be an amazing time. And so at least if anything, you'll have that. Yeah. Okay, so to recap, if you feel safe, go do the thing. Yeah. If you have a past experience with somebody that is so negative, or you find out something about them that could possibly harm other people, 
post about it in a Facebook group post about it. <laughs> and do not drink and drive or get do in not a car with somebody, no matter how great the date was, if they have drink. Yeah, no, that's yeah. I should have prefaced that story with that because like in all seriousness, that could have gone really terribly and I'm so glad it didn't, but yeah. That's, that's the TLDR of this episode. The TLDR. Well, I love it. Thank you so much again. Like this is, these episodes are some of my favorites because it's just like the real shit that happens to us. And it's something that whether or not somebody has been through like the same situation, like going to the Disney college program and meeting this guy who was a soccer, whatever. It's like, there are so many relatable parts to every single one of your stories and every single one of my stories and, and everyone's dating stories. So I so appreciate you being open to coming and sharing them. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. To everyone who listened, don't forget, send us to the group chat, post it on your Instagram story. If you loved it, tag seeing other people. If you have not yet given a five-star rating and review, it helps more than I can explain. Please, 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 please do that. Again, send it to the group chat, send it to your friends, your coworkers, your cousins, whoever you think would enjoy it. And I will see you guys next time. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are Sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!